Come on, Annie. Let's go to the movies. This is the Cinerealist episode 615. My name is Kyle. My name is James. And my name is Zach. And we're here to talk movies, movie lists, and movie obsession for the next hour or so. Hey, and Merry Christmas also, guys. Uh, Thank you. Or I guess thank it's you, a, a week past. Maybe it's Happy New Year now. Yeah, it's Happy New Year. They sh- they'll be listening to this on New Year's Day. Okay. So then it's Happy New Year from the past to you, <laughs> which is now your present. <laughs> Right. Welcome to 2024. Hopefully this is yes. the first thing you're listening to. Zach is going to take his Christmas lights down because Christmas is over. There we go. <laughs> and put your New Year's lights up, please. <laughs> he doesn't have New Year's lights. <laughs> Do you guys put lights up for the holidays? Um. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Zach? I put um, them. Oh, of course. And then how long do they stay up? Like, what is the New Year's when Day? When do you say, no, this is, this is, they, they come down now? New Year's Day. New Year's Day. That's the right day to take them down. Okay. Yeah. I think any time in December is fair game for Christmas lights. To take do them guys, down? No, to have them on, up. Right. But in in yeah. January, you should not have them up anymore. By like New Year's night, the night of New Year's Day, they should not be up anymore. Or at least had them turned off. Yes. Okay. Do you guys know how long I leave mine turned on? I have no no clue. 24-7? King Day. (laughs) Why? Why is that? Well. Laziness? No, no, I, I can easily just turn them off. Like they're plugged in. Right. One. So, I, you know, I live in a cold climate in the winter. So I'm not taking them down in the middle of December. Like they they stay on the roof until like March or April. Right, but didn't you put them up there in a cold climate? Yeah, I usually put them up before Thanksgiving, but I don't plug them in. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll put them up in like early November when it's still sure. kind of warm outside because you're definitely doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, it's cold. I, I don't want to be out there in. Okay, like you need at least for me, like you need a lot of finger dexterity to put them up because I'm clipping them like to the roof and all this stuff. I'm not going to do that in gloves because I don't have the dexterity. And if I do it without, so I do it with bare, with bare hands. And if it's cold, I don't want to be doing that in, in the cold. So like before November, if it's a nice like Saturday, I'll put the lights up. I don't turn them on though. After Thanksgiving, we turn them on. And then just because at least here it's dark so early, I leave them turned on until the end of January. <laughs> then I turn them off. And then sometime in April, I'll turn them down. So I would say the are you the are last on. person in your neighborhood to have them on? I'm one of the last, maybe not <laughs> the last. There's definitely like, like a little bit of chicken going out with me and some of my neighbors. <laughs> so you have Christmas lights on your house six months out of the year. It's close to six months out of the year. Yeah, so I was just doing and, the and yet you claim you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> Why not just never take them down and just don't turn them on and then you don't have to worry about it? Well, two reasons. Okay. One, that's just tacky. <laughs> okay. And and two, like any breakage, because we, we also have trees and limbs fall and things like that. And so I don't want them breaking, having any more opportunity to break than they already have. Yeah. Lots of limbs fall in the middle of summer. You're right. It's much safer oh, to have them up during winter. And Oh, fall. we can talk about the river birches and all the limbs that they drop. <laughs> But I, I think Arbor Talk is for a different podcast. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
that's our side podcast, Kyle Arbor Talk. Someday we'll let Zach on it. I mean, Zach needs to <laughs> Guys, pass the tree test first before the, you join. Arborealists is a great name. <laughs> I agree. But it's, it's pronounced arborealists, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to know, though, like, um, is it okay for Kyle to have Christmas lights lit through January? No. Come on. I think you can get away with like a week, maybe two. You could be like, I was out of town and nobody will, you know, be mad at you. <laughs> but come on. By the time your February one is rolling around, no, you've, th- th- you've pushed the limit. That's why Martin Luther King Day is a great day to remember because it's always like that month. It's always a Monday. It's like the last Monday in January. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, Martin Luther King Day's here. Go and plug him from the outside the socket. And then, I just don't oh. like the optics of like, that's the day the lights go out at your house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's only because it's a great reminder that January is coming to a close. Okay. Has nothing to do with the actually what that day represents. No, no. And actually, okay. it's out of respect that I turn the lights off. It's like a moment of silence, a moment of... <laughs> darkness for respect for martin luther king's birthday (laughs) well (laughs) i don't think they ask for a moment of silence on somebody's (laughs) birthday (laughs) i say when it's an assassinated civil rights leader you could have a moment of silence on the day that we celebrate him is it technically for his birthday or is it just a day to celebrate him because it moves around right so it can't be well it's always like the final monday of the month of january right so it's not his birthday it's not his birthday. I don't know. Maybe his birthday is in late January. Huh. January 15th. Okay. So, and it may not be the final Monday in January either. I'm, I'm making that up. It's a Monday in January. But it's always a Monday. It's not his actual birthday. Um, no. Unless it's always it just a happens to fall on his birthday. Let's see. This year, Martin Luther King. Oh, so yeah. Martin Luther King Day is the 15th. So my lights will be on for like two more weeks. I mean, it's not the crime two of the weeks, century, James. but... I also think generally after the first of the year, <laughs> you're supposed to at least turn off your lights at minimum. <laughs> Does it get dark at 430 where you live? No, but it gets dark at like 530-ish. I mean, it's yeah, only an well, hour difference. <laughs> Still pretty early. I'm just trying to bring a little joy to the world <laughs> for a couple more weeks. Well, you're doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of bringing joy to the world, we watched a movie this week and we're going to discuss it. Did it bring joy to the world? We'll find out <laughs> after we remind you guys, there's a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash uh, the at symbol Cinerealists, R W L with an S on the end. You could also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cinerealists. Support the podcast, get extra after show audio amongst other Cinderella swag. You could also leave us an Apple podcast review. We'd appreciate that. Five stars only or send us an email. Let us know if Kyle is perfectly fine leaving his lights on until <laughs> Martin Luther <laughs> King Day. We can just say mid-January, guys. <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. I like I like it being Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's better. Or uh, whether he should at least turn them off after New Year's, roughly. Well, I like that he leaves them on the house until late April. Right. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I mean, cold. that I can kind okay. of understand. I would maybe still late just... April is maybe like <laughs> it's sometime in March. Whenever it's starting to get a little warmer outside and I want to deal with, again, it's the finger dexterity. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> they make fingerless gloves. 
Well, what's the point? <laughs> it keeps most of your hand cold. Keeps everything but your fingers warm. Yeah. So now I got cold fingers either way. Regardless, let us know what you think about Kyle's lighting habits. And uh, hey, guys, at com is the address for that. Uh, with all that said, it's time to talk Rebel Moon Long Dash Part 1 colon A Child of Fire. Are you guys ready? M Dash. Is it called an M Dash? Yeah. The longer ones? Yeah. All right. I have been corrected. And I'll, I think it's pronounced Rebel Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, Rebel Moon is on Netflix now. We're going to get into it right after this clip. We're here from a small village and we're looking to hire some fighters to train and protect us against a force from the mother world. I'm no friend of the realm. Okay. That's well known. And I'd gladly fight with you, but I have a debt on my name, and I own my debts. What's he owe you? Uh, 300,000 dirhams ought to cover any inconvenience I've suffered. Ah, you bollocks. We don't have that kind of money. No money. Well, I do love to gamble. Here we go. What's the bet? If Terra can break that creature out there, his debts are squared with me. But if you don't ride him, you all get a chain and a shackle. That's the deal. That was Rebel Moon, <laughs> M-Dash, part one colon, A Child of Fire, a 2023 American space opera directed by... Space, space opera? Oh my goodness. According to Wikipedia, it's a 2003 American space opera. Did Zack Snyder write this Wikipedia entry? <laughs> directed by Hold Zack on. Snyder. Uh, based on a story that Zack Snyder conceived. Uh, this movie stars Sophia Boutella, Digimon Hansu, Ed Screen, Mikhail Hussman, Dua Bay. M I C H I E L? M I C H I E L? Yeah, M I C H I E L. I thought it might be a typo. Yeah. I don't think Zack Snyder knows how to spell people's names. I don't know. Well, this well, is what, is what does IMDb say? Ray Fisher, Charlie Hunnam, or An- and Anthony Hopkins, amongst others. The official IMDb plot synopsis for Rebel Moon is: When a peaceful settlement on the edge, on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, a mysterious stranger living among its villagers become their best hope for survival. All right. James, could you read the entire title to this movie again with all the punctuation? Rebel Moon M-Dash Part 1 colon A Child of Fire? It's not... Oh, really? It's not Rebel Moon colon Part 1 M-Dash Child of Fire? Not according to Wikipedia. Okay, see, again, according to IMDb, which is a correct source that doesn't no. have some crazy <laughs> community of Snyder bots working on it, it's Rebel Moon colon part one M dash A Child of Fire. Nope. That's not how it works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. I'm just okay. warning you. It's not how it works. <laughs> could his name be like Michelle, possibly, instead of Michael or Mikhail? It could be Michelle. It could be Michelle. Okay. I could see it. I'm I'm fine with the 
you know, saying that it could go either way. Choidal On Rotten Elijah Tomatoes, Ford. it's Rebel Moon colon part one uh, dash a child of fire. Right, but that's not Wikipedia. Right, right, but right. Why is Wikipedia your the the <laughs> The best source, Zach. We've done an entire podcast. No, no, we haven't. We haven't. You, no, we've talked about why you use Wikipedia over IMDb. Because it's better. The, but, you know, well, I'm talking about Rotten Tomatoes right now. Why, it's why better than Rotten the, Tomatoes. Who goes to Rotten Tomatoes for their movie information? No, no. You go to Rotten Tomatoes title? for one reason: that little percentage. That's it. Not for movie title accuracy. Okay, so I'm just going to like throw fuel on the fire here on okay. Netflix. It's Rebel Moon, the long dash, part one, colon, it's a called child an M of dash. Fire. M dash, whatever you want to call it. Just so, like Wikipedia has it. I know, but. <laughs> so, which one is correct? The actual platform that put it out or IMDb? Did Wikipedia put it out? I'm saying no, no, Wikipedia no. <laughs> followed the format of what Netflix, Netflix. Netflix put out. I, I don't know its truth anymore. No, the thing is, I would believe Netflix over either wikipedia or imdb but well, the Net- point is wikipedia had it wikipedia. right and imdb had it wrong no no that's so not maybe the point. from now on no. you should trust wikipedia more no no that's not the point the point is you were saying wikipedia is like the the ultimate authority when i say like another site perhaps netflix would be a higher authority i'm saying when it comes to movie titles i don't even need to check the source i don't even need to go to what netflix i already know it's right <laughs> <laughs> there's no purpose to go anywhere else but wikipedia because they're gonna be right you you know that it's a good movie when we just spend f- 10 minutes discussing the punctuation <laughs> of it beforehand like you know you're just in for a real love fest absolutely yep um does anybody remember the plot synopsis i read should i read it again i'm pretty sure kyle was researching the title yeah i mean I read you it. could read it again but it's it, what's the point <laughs> okay um so rebel moon or rebel moon however you want to say it <laughs> biopic biopic pick one um this is a movie about some settlers on a moon who are harvesting it or like you know growing crops on it and this big bad empire like Imperium is not an empire. <laughs> I said empire like. <laughs> okay. Which is that's been which, trademarked. <laughs> should we have to reference everything as if it was Star Wars and call it Star Wars like, you know, as we go? This yeah. would be like an hour long if we did that. Um yeah, so this like overlordy organization shows up and wants to take all their crops and then they form a rebellion. Right? Do they call it a rebellion? I uh, or do they just say we're all rebels? They they go okay. Just stop me when you've heard this before. (laughs) A simple farmer with a mysterious pass (laughs) travels to the big city and teams up with a charming smuggler to find a rebel leader. Sure. I mean, there's more complications than that. But is it? Are there? That is a part of the story for sure. (laughs) I will agree. Um, yeah i mean this movie then has, they assemble seven i don't know samurai no i can't call them that <laughs> was there actually seven of them no i think there was less there was less. Like, maybe was like maybe there might have been there was like now that i think about it them. there's more than four there's there may the have general, been seven if you include the smuggler 
yeah, there's the the girl, the the harvester, the smuggler, the two pilots, the spider lady. This oh the lady who fought the spider. You mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's um, six. The it's general seventh. Yeah. The and general. Then, oh, what about the guy that that rode the? the I think Chimera? seven. Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 get like a group of seven people together mm-hmm. to defend their small village. I mean, I. There's no being around the bush. This movie just cribs from so many other movies. No, just one. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not in an original or interesting way. It's just sure. like it. It feels like it took all these like famous movies and their tropes and threw it in a blender and poorly mixed them up. Like put on like chunky setting. So you you know like they're, they're even like cohesive, and then spit out the script, and you're kind of like yeah I mean I'm getting Star Wars I'm getting Dune I'm getting and, and, and when they go to the big city there's people with like the clear umbrellas like in Blade Runner, right I'm getting Seven Samurai I'm getting all these movies but I'm not getting anything interesting from them it's just sort of the same beats that we've seen done in better movies that this movie is borrowing from or copying from. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like this whole thing just felt so uninspired to me. And then you get Zack Snyder action sequences, which like I, one or two is cool. Like the first one where she's in the barn. And by the way, the whole like the whole barn sequence, the lead up to it was just so upsetting. And it was it was, it was very much the trope of like, let's have someone be assaulted just so we can have someone come save the day. Like there's other ways they could have done it, but they went right for like, what's the most, the easy way. Oh, we'll make it an assault and then we'll have the, the day be saved. And anyway, that, that first fight sequence, like, Oh yeah, this is the Zack Snyder style style of like speed ramping and slow-mo. And that's cool. Whatever. And then by like the eighth fight, <laughs> this, oh, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels like all he has is a hammer. So everything's a nail. Sure. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I there was a lot of deja vu happening while I watched this movie, just because it's like just constant references to stuff that um, that I like. But for some reason, this combination of it just felt uh, less inspired by and more just like, oh, people like these things, so we'll just put it in there, right? <laughs> type of thing. That's the vibe I got whenever. It felt like they were referencing something. Didn't feel like an homage or like an expansion of the idea. It was just like, yeah, I mean, we got to have swords. They got to light up, right? I mean, <laughs> that's what they do in these movies. So what are we going to call them? Well, we can't call them lightsabers. So what do we? <laughs> I, I don't remember. Did they even name those? They, I think they never, steered clear of naming the lightsabers. They never named them. I don't know if they named the characters. I can't tell you a single <laughs> character's name in this movie. <laughs> like I think, I think Gunner. It was Cora and Gunner. And sure. then, like, was it General General Titus, or is that just another movie altogether? I don't remember. No, he had a name for sure. Yeah, but like the the movie didn't care about these characters like we met them they had an action sequence and they joined the team because they were asked to Mm -hmm. and like i know nothing about the spider fighting lady i guess jaman hansu's character we there's has a little backstory but we're gonna save that for part two i guess like these characters were so inconsequential they just were cool 
So they were in the movie. Yeah, I mean, well, you just described Zack Snyder's entire career, though, <laughs> right? I mean, true. And sometimes it's worked, and a lot of times recently it hasn't. And so um, that's kind of his mo. I, I also felt constantly that it was clear to me that this was somebody trying to make a Star Wars movie, which Kyle told us before we watched the movie that. Um, Evidently, he pitched to Lucasfilm a Star Wars idea and they turned him down or something like that. Yeah. Can you imagine him going to like Star Wars, you know, or Kathleen Kennedy and be like, okay, I got this movie idea for universe. Like, okay, let's hear it. Like, all right, we start on a farming planet, the evil (laughs) empire. They're like, we've made this movie already, Zach. (laughs) Like, you can't just remake A New Hope. And then a young girl gets assaulted in a barn and they're like, right. wait, wait, yeah. wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. This is Star Wars. All right. <laughs> Nobody's getting assaulted in a barn. <laughs> you guys know what Star Wars is missing. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we need. Um, uh, Zach, I, I feel like we James and I have been very clear on this. So please tell us why you love this movie. <laughs> this movie was awesome. <laughs> no, it wasn't awesome. Um, man. I just did not care about any of the characters mm. at all. Maybe if I cared about, if it was a, interested in any of them, it was like the main Nazi bad guy that we meet at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's interesting. Yeah, obviously, you hate, you don't like him, but. Was he literally just in like Nazi regalia without the swastika? Like, did they just go exactly. to like, like a it was period really piece close. and take his outfit? What really bothered me was in the last half of the movie, he's wearing a tie. Like, he just has, like, suspenders and a, a black tie. Like and, a skinhead. Well, there's just... <laughs> I couldn't think of a reason why they have, like, uh, Western Earth male fashion in this universe. Like, why is he wearing a tie? It's such a strange f- fashion evolution in our own world. Mm-hmm. And they just have ties there. I don't know. It just it seems so out of place that he's just looks like he's an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you have to dress down when you're in the office. Like when, when you're out understand. of control, you got to wear the full. I mean, yeah, he's first he's wearing the fascist, you know, costume. And then, then he has a tie. Oh, I just I couldn't get behind that. But the the main girl, Cora, I think is her name. Just I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the casting because right off the bat, she just does not seem like she fits. Like she, she just doesn't, I don't know, she seems out of place in every scene. And then the, the one guy who was really cool was the head of the village. You know, he, he looked great. I, I would watch a whole movie with him. Oh, of course. He kind of looked yeah. like um, Hugh Jackman <laughs> to me, mm-hmm. um, like playing a character actor. I didn't have a and, problem with him. It was just, why are there Vikings in the Star Wars movie? <laughs> that was my big issue. Viking farms. I was cool. With it. Oh, yeah. Like, listening to Celtic music. Like, it was like, it was so, it was so uh, this world. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. It should be just totally foreign. I don't know. It felt, it felt to me like somebody, again, who wrote a Star Wars script, got turned down and said, okay, I'll just change a few things. And then it won't be a Star Wars script anymore. But it was right. still a Star Wars script. Right. Um, but yeah, the the you know, they form this ragtag group of like experts in their individual little n- niches. And I just didn't care about any of them. <laughs> but like what were their expertises besides fighting? 
Like well, everyone was a fighter. The general. They explicitly talk know. about it. They're like, "Oh, you think I, I wouldn't want to hear about like the the greatest general of all time <laughs> matching up with the greatest fighter of all time?" You know, what I mean? it was like so silly. Oh yeah, like, that, we're just yeah. told that he's the greatest general. We're told that you know, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and. There, there are interesting characters I did care about, which got no airtime or screen time. So, like, we got this crazy Spider Woman, mm-hmm. who and I shouldn't say crazy; she's not crazy. Just like, like, just the idea of like it was like a spider centaur, right? And and like, I thought she was a super interesting design. And for what little Baxter we get, she's like stealing kids because the. Uh, whatever he's called the humans have poisoned her planets and killed all her children so she's going to take children back I'm like oh okay that's interesting and then she just gets killed <laughs> like <laughs> she looks like Sigourney Weaver to me <laughs> I was okay. really surprised that it wasn't Sigourney Weaver okay yeah she kind of looked like the Borg queen to me from <laughs> Star Star Trek sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, um go ahead one thing that really bothered me was the inconsistency of weapon damage. <laughs> like, so for instance, in that um, first fight you said in the barn or whatever, she's got this like blaster gun and she's literally shooting guys point blank in the face. And then you see him land and there's just like no service damage whatsoever. And then other times she's shooting people in the chest and there's like a hole, a, mm-hmm. a fiery hole in their chest. Mm-hmm. And there's just like zero consistency of like, what do these guns do? Like, do they have any power at all? Then that guy doesn't have a head, you know? Yeah. I think the PG 13 was a disservice to this movie because it's pretty violent. Like there's laser swords. There's a lot of people being shot in at close range. Like you said, and right. You're watching people get stabbed and there's no blood. People are getting shot in the head. The head's still there. I think this movie would have been better rated R. At least it would have been more visually interesting and consistent, like which obviously bothered you. Well, I think, um, I think Zack Snyder can just, he occasionally leans on violence and it was clear to me that he wanted to make an R rated movie. Right. <laughs> and they just either he did it and then they like, uh, what do they do? What do you call that? After the fact, they like, eliminated like in, all the stuff that would have made post. it R. Yeah. Um, or he tried to go up to the line so much that it felt like he was holding back at times um, when clearly, logically, there w- should be a next step to some of these kills and sequences and stuff like that. Um, my favorite character in the whole movie, the one that intrigued me the most, the robot that was the like robot. barely on screen. Yes. And they've kind of set up, spoiler alert, that the robot might be a bigger part in part two. But man, they really did not utilize him much in part one. And he was the most interesting thing about the whole movie, in my opinion. Is it just me? Or if you were like in this army, this fascist army, whatever, that you wouldn't just willy nilly shoot your like robot that moves things around for you. Your own robot. It just, yeah. yeah, it seems crazy to me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely like a goon squad. 
They were all oh, violent yeah. sociopaths. Were they clones but... of each other? They all looked alike. No, I don't think they were clones. They're Germans. <laughs> like the one guy <laughs> that like slightly outranked the other guy, they honestly looked like the same guy to me. I couldn't tell them apart. They had different well, color hair. They all had buzz cuts. and Yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. agree. They just look like generic white guys, I would say. With buzz yeah, cuts. Like, we also get kind of like this young man soldier who's with the group. And I thought the, he was going to be a more important part of the movie. And after that opening scene, they, he just he's gone. He's there's nothing happens with him. Like he doesn't spoiler. Yeah. He doesn't join them. Like he'll be back. Will he? I mean, I guess so. But why didn't they have him join them, though? He can be one of the seven. It would have been so natural of like, oh, yeah, here's the here's the good hearted trooper who changed and who, who didn't want to be a part of this in the first place. Yeah, that's never been done in a Star Wars movie before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is um, John Boyega, whatever, whatever his character, Finn. <laughs> right. Here's our Finn. Finn character right here. Yeah. 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 It, it, I don't know. Plus, it, they like took out the entire, like, what what was that thing called? A dreadnought or what was it? The big, the big <laughs> ship. They took out the entire ship by just killing the pilot. Like, there's no safety protocols on this thing at all. Wait, no, was that the entire ship or was that some attack ship? No, that, that was, was the his entire ship. ship. That was the main uh, guy's ship. I thought it was a smaller attack ship. Thought that was the mother voice or whatever they called it. The um, the the voice the of the king's voice, the, the king's voice, the king's re- yeah. the king's gaze, king's, king's gaze, gaze, yeah, king's right, gaze. Right. I must have been so checked out by that point <laughs> that I didn't even know they clock what. Like, oh, is this a random ship where apparently you can break the uh, the 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 piece of glass that protects you from space, a spear can break it. And, <laughs> and there's just like one guy right in the front there. And if you get him, there's no safety protocol at all from getting this massive trillion dollar ship from just falling. Yeah. It just yeah. falls from the atmosphere. Yeah. No problem. And then, I mean, do you guys, again, this is a spoiler, but we don't care. Do you guys mm-hmm. care that our Jack booted bad guys coming back? <laughs> like all of a sudden, I mean, I like I I didn't necessarily like him, but I like the idea of a consistent villain through however many of these we're gonna get. I think mm-hmm. just two for now, depending on how the viewership is. Uh but we're definitely gonna get him in part two. I just don't want a bunch of in, a bunch of characters to be introduced in part two as well. <laughs> I'd rather it just be the characters we got, maybe make some of them more interesting and give us, you know some settings and visuals that don't feel like they're from other movies, but I'd be I fine with all new that. characters. They can start, they can start over. <laughs> like I think they've anthology. set, I think they've set the groundwork for like more. So I think some of these characters can grow into the role, but I think they maybe set too much to do on, in the first movie. Yeah. Which ones are going to die in the second movie? Um, Most of them. Definitely laser sword girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to um, have an epic death. Um, yeah, I think John general Han- will. Yep. Who's who's alive? I don't even know who's on the team. <laughs> I who was the guy who was riding the Griffin or whatever? The the like, why was he important? Oh, what was his name? Like Talek or something? Sure. Der- I yeah. thought it was Derek, but I, it was too, I knew it wasn't Derek because that's a really boring name. Okay. But. that whole, I forgot about that whole thing. So there's a slaver. Yeah. He has this guy who's, I guess, is a prince of somewhere. Yeah. Someone calls a him prince at some point. Yeah. yeah a prince whose slave. entire 
like people has has already died. Yeah. Um, he enslaves him. These two randos show up and want to talk to him. And this slaver who has this amazing slave, like this slave is just like can do anything, right? He's a blacksmith. He's like, yeah. Making, yeah. These two randos show up. And so he makes a deal where he'll give up his slave or his slave will be killed just to get these two rando slaves that like are probably not nearly as good of <laughs> slaves as, as the one he has makes no sense. And, and the thing, the deal he makes is um, I think you can't tame this. I think this beast will kill my good slave. You know what I mean? And if you think you can ride him and break him, then go for it. And he, then the Talek or whatever his name is speaks English to the bird. Not, not English. He was speaking whatever his tongue was. Okay. Whatever his tongue it was, was subtitled spe- yeah. speaks it to the bird and the bird and him just reach an understanding that they have shared feelings because the bird understands him. So it's a, you know, it's a smart bird that mm-hmm. speaks his language and shares his emotions. And then they ri- still tries to kill him while they're riding, but like not that hard. <laughs> Uh, and then they write him and then the slaver thinks, well, okay, this one guy wrote him once. So it's now totally safe. And he just jumps on and gets killed. It's, it's, it's so inane. <laughs> right. And and like either you're going to lose your slave because he's going to successfully break this mm-hmm. thing or you're going to lose your slave because you get killed by this thing. Like it's a lose, lose for you. I don't understand. For sure. Yeah. Just the whole sequence itself for some reason, like the weird condor giant bird dinosaur thing that they had going on. I was just like, this looks like the first pass on a star Wars beast. You know what I mean? Like somebody was like, yeah, that's good. All right, let's move on when it was like, okay, maybe let's Uh, try something. (laughs) I kind of feel like every star Wars beast is a first pass though. No, (laughs) no way. You think a lot of those creatures, like they show, they're like really thought through or it's just like, Okay, this one kind of has like a a, a a fly nose. This one is kind of hairy. This one has big eyes and 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 you know. This one's I a mean, werewolf mask. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah, a werewolf mask. I'm I'm not saying that 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 hasn't happened in Star Wars, but and also I grew up on those movies, so the first time I ever saw a werewolf mask was <laughs> in a Star Wars Star movie. Wars. You know what I mean? So it didn't feel like copying anything to me i understand the the werewolf mask is about as bad as it gets for star wars but um but no i don't think like wampas and um the sarlacc pit i mean these are things that were taken from fantasy books that george lucas read when he was younger um and a lot were stole from like john carter books john carter, yeah stuff like that and so certainly um Lucas was one of the first people to take those ideas and put them on screen. And so I think maybe the difference is taking something that's not popular and putting it on screen or making it your own versus like something that's incredibly popular and then trying to put it on screen and not making it your own. Um, But the condor thing isn't even a star Wars thing. Like, what is that even from? It it looked very Dungeons and Dragons to me. Right. Right. Like this yeah. kind of winged bird beak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole movie to me was kind of like, hey, do you like Star Wars? But you also really like violence. Well, here's your 
your version of Star Wars. But also it'll be PG-13, so we won't go too far on the violence. But we'll really heavily imply that this is way more violent than a Star Wars movie. (laughs) And I was just kind of like, I want my Star Wars movies to be fun. I'm not looking for violence in my Star Wars movies. I just wanted it to be fun. If that happens to be uh, blasters and stuff like that, great. But it's not really about that. But I feel like to Zack Snyder, it's all about that for the most part with most of his movies. And how much can we just slow down and focus on the violence? Right. And And like with 300 totally works. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like that movie is all about violence. (laughs) I like he, the way he films that movie, it's kind of beautiful, even though it's super violent. Uh, if you've ever seen sucker punch, it's, it's all about girls being violent. I would say women being violent and I don't know, getting turned on by that or something like that. And so, yeah, I, it's just a, it's a thread in his career and it's fine, but I think maybe I'm over it unless he does it to an appropriate property like a 300. Yeah, I I would say I am not excited for Zack Snyder movies in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always weirdly excited just because Dawn of the Dead was so good. <laughs> like the that first was Dawn of, really good. His Dawn of the Dead remake, the first his I, first film is really good. Okay, totally agree. Okay, super fun, violent, but like not weirdly, not weird violent. Just yeah, expected violent. I would say good satire. Yeah, good satire. Um, then 300 came out. And it was like, okay, this is also weird, but had a style to it, a look and a feel. And Watchmen, I still like. I like Watchmen. But anything past that, that I'm just kind of like, all right, you're missing the mark for me on most of these. All right, anything else with Rebel? Rebel? I- Rebel? <laughs> I have two quick things. Sure. Um, this is the fifth part one movie that we've watched this year. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, what are the I'm other four? Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Fast oh, part X. one of of whatever, not part yeah. one of five. For some reason, I was no. I thought you were saying there was this was the oh, no, fifth no, no. part one of five. No, no, no. This is the fifth part one movie we've seen this year. Sure. Yeah. Which I think that's crazy. I don't know how many other years I can think of where movies have come out when they're like, obviously movies have sequels, but like all these movies that came out were very clear. This is the first part of the story there, you know, so um, and then the other thing was the Michael Michelle Mikhail Huseman. Mm -hmm. I was watching this movie. I'm like, oh, he looks really familiar. So I pulled up IMDb and he played Dario Naharis on uh, on Game of Thrones. He played the second one. And then I was watching as I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh, man, but and this this not Nazi commander looks really familiar. He was the first Dario Naharis on Great Game of Thrones because that character got recast <laughs> between seasons. Sure. So I was like, oh, there's two Dario Naharises in this movie together. That's crazy. Interesting. What character was that? Uh, Dario Naharis was the one of the advisors to um, uh, Daenerys when she was in Marine. Like he was one of okay. the the whatever cell sword fighters that would fight okay. for her that was recast between seasons. He's not the one with like the blue hair. Is he? 
He's the one with the blue. Yeah, in the books, he has the blue hair. Okay. Gotcha. Um, in the movies, he looks, or the TV shows, he looks like either of those guys. He's pretty normal looking, which sure. I thought was okay. unfortunate. Hmm. All right, okay. Letterboxd. That was one. Didn't you have two? Yeah. Well, no, the, the first one was that this is the fifth part one movie we saw. Oh, okay. What, yeah. but what other movies? There was Spider Man in the Spider Verse. Right. Fast, Fast X. Fast 10. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Mission Impossible. Okay. Oh. This. So that's this. Four. I'm missing. What's the last one? I don't know. I'll think of it. Dial of I Destiny. Part uh, one. No, not Dial of Destiny. <laughs> I'll think of it. It'll come to me. Okay. Um, let's letterbox Rebel Moon M dash part one colon a child of fire. Would you guys give it out of five stars? One and a half. Two stars. I will also give it two stars. One and a half and two two star rankings for Rebel Moon M dash part one colon a child of fire. Let us know what you thought about the movie. If you think we're way off base and Zack Snyder is uh, the savior of streaming, please let us know. Hey guys at cinerealist.com, R double E L with an S on the end. Also, don't forget, there's a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Watch while you listen. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cinerealist. Leave us an Apple podcast review. We'd appreciate that. Five stars only. Or you can follow us on social media on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram at Cinerealist. Or you can follow me on my personal Twitter or Letterboxd account at EOJRB. Follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at Shobin. You can find me on Letterboxd at Peter SKB. And the fifth movie that was a part one this year was D'Artagnan, The Three Musketeers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out of all those movies, which one are you most excited for part two? Me personally, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man for sure. Probably Spider Man, but a close yep. second would be D'Artagnan. I'm, I, I want, th- I want more of that. That's my second. I'm actually then Mission Impossible. I yep, just want to see Mission how Impossible. it ends. Yep. As as bad as I thought part one was, I do want to see how it ends. Then Fast X. Yeah. And then this one. I kind of feel like Fast X is already over. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't even remember where they were in the story, to be honest. Um, a, a dam broke and water was rushing towards Dom and his son, Brian. No, Brian. Yeah. Did he name his son, Brian? Yes. Is that weird? It's weirder if he named the son, Paul. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And Brian's supposedly still alive. Yeah, that's a good point. That's right. Right. I I, I forgot about that. Yeah, wouldn't Brian be a little weirded out? Is it weird to name your kid after your friend? I don't think so. Like, no. if, if I had named my son Zach in honor of Zach, I don't think Zach would have been weirded out by it. No, it would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have preferred it. That wouldn't have weirded you out. if if uh, It's one thing to name. If for It's one thing for Kyle to name Zach Zach, right? Because he likes the name. That's fine. But if he's like, I named him Zach, Zach, because... It's in honor of you. No, hold on. I'm not saying that way. That's creepy. I think it'd be weirder if he just did it like, oh, I like the name. It has nothing to do with you. That would be weirder. Right. Yeah. No, he likes the name because you have it. He likes you. That's very different than I named him in honor of you. 
I don't know. If if I said That's like if, cool. if I said to Zach, oh hey, here's my son, and Zach's like, oh, what's his name? I'm like, oh, it's Zach. And Zach's like, oh, it's just like my name. I'm like, oh, I never put that together. <laughs> like that would, be, that would be weird. Well, that would make you a liar because obviously it never crossed you my mind that, they, that they were, you guys had the same name. I'm not saying you have to ignore the reality of the situation. I'm saying there's a big difference between naming the kid Zach because you like the name and naming the kid Zach because you like Zach. And Zach's I, name could have been uh, Chadsworth. You would have named him Chadsworth or whatever. What? What's the weirdness there? I think it's a it's an honor, right? You're the like, weirdness I respect is naming you your so kid much. after somebody who's like not a family member. That's but not what if, people do. If Zach had saved my life the amount of times right. that Brian had saved Dom's life, it might be a different story. Yeah. Like, like James, would sure. it be weird they are if you save their life? And so you name your kid after them? You you didn't save Kyle's life, though. He didn't name his kid after you. No, no. I, but I, I'm <laughs> saying, like, Brian saved the argument for life. Brian and Dom is the, the connection they have. In the, the furious universe, I'll accept that it's okay. Although, I'd st- if I was Brian, I'd still be like, dude, there's so many names. Like, Brian? <laughs> so you see it as a bad thing. You're like, it, it's an insult to name someone after... After Not an insult. It's just Brian friend. is such a milk toast name. Don't name your kid that. So boring. If, if I was Brian, I'd be like, "Hey guys, why can't I come to the mission?" They're like, hey, you guys stay home with the kid, and I'd be like, "But Dom, you bring your kid all the time." They're like, no, no, Brian, you guys stay home with the kid. Okay, right. You can't. Fact, you can't never come us. with us again. You can't be in yeah, any more yeah. movies. I think Brian's oh, a good name. But is your wife available? Because we could use her help. But you Brian's stay home with the a kid, perfectly okay? fine name. But also, that's the problem. It's just a perfectly fine name. There's nothing special about it at all. It's a perfectly fine name. It's like James. Perfectly fine name. Not an exceptional name. It's just a normal name. James, of the three of us, which one of us has the most exceptional name? Of, of the three of us. Zach does, because has- I named my son after him. <laughs> See, you named your son after me. Yeah, 10 years before I met you. Yeah. And I'm honored. <laughs> Really honored. You guys both have similar. You you spell you end yours with an I, right? With an what? I. Your full name, Zachary. No, with a no. Y. <laughs> oh, okay. Then it's different. Mine ends with an I. My son's Re- ends with an I. Really? Yeah. Z a c h a r i. Like on his birth certificate is with an I. A hundred percent on his birth certificate. Why? I mean, I, I really want to. I've never. That seen was the Zachary. agreement that him and my, his mother. That I and his mother. Oh, okay, like like your your one day old had a had a say in this. He introduced himself as it's Zachary rhymes with Daiquiri. All right, exactly. So, okay, I'm, if I'm if I'm digging too deep, you can just cut me off. No, it's fine. Did did the mother want the eye and you you uh, acquiesced? I don't remember exactly how it happened, but she definitely made all the naming suggestions. Okay. And then we whittled it down to Zachary middle name, which I'm not going to give That's my fine. last name. Um, Zachary with an I. With an I and I was okay. fine with that. I was, like, I was like, cool. We came up with the name together. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I hope his um, middle name is Zachary. He's Zachary Zachary. <laughs> no, but that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> last name Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary Zachary Doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, th- I feel like we've got off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think we could call it. Uh, this is literally the end of the podcast. Um, next week, uh, we are going to discuss 
probably the movie Poor Things, which is in movie theaters now. That's the new Yorgos Lanthimos movie starring Emma Stone. 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 I was going to say Stone, but that felt wrong. I don't know why. Um, and also Hulk. What's his name? Edward Norton. No, the other Hulk. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> uh, Colin. Uh, no, uh, Eric Banana. No, the other Hulk. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, uh, Lou Ferrino. <laughs> Ferrigno? No. Okay. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo just got like an Emmy nomination for it. So evidently he's good. An for Emmy for Poor Things? Yeah. Or not an Emmy. A whatever they Globe. call it. Golden Globe. Oh, yeah. yeah that, the one Golden that matters. Globe. Yeah, the most important <laughs> award in Hollywood. Um, yeah, so we're probably going to watch Poor Things and and or we're going to watch Maestro on Netflix. So if you want to do a little pre-watching, do one or two of those and you'll have a decent shot at having watched the movie we're going to discuss on next week's episode. You are more than likely listening to this on the 31st or the 1st or a few days after. And so we say Happy New Year's to you. And Happy birthday, Megan. Happy birthday, Megan. We say that too. And also, uh, we'll be back after our next episode with our top 20 of 2023. And we'd like to know as a listener what your top 20 of 2023 was. Please send it to us at heyguys at cinerealist.com and we'll include it in our listener collaboration list. So, with all that being said, you got a lot of homework to do. Get to it. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep it Cinereal. It's over. Go home. Go.